It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hurst, and Andrew Holmgren. Yes, hello and welcome to the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast here for another week. So much information to go through today, round 16, heading your way. Got Peter Hanscom with me as always. How are you, Pete? Oh, very good, thanks. Paul, how are you? Doing very well, doing very well. Um, looking forward to getting into a bit more rugby league from an NRL standpoint. I know we've still got one origin to go, but it, it just feels like, you know, we're really getting to the teeth of this season and, and as good as Origin's gonna be that big game three, I also can't wait for for a bit more sort of club footy, I guess you'd you'd say to to come back. I've got Ryan MS with us as well. How are you mate? Good mate, how are you? Yeah, good, good. And Andrew Monaroli can't make it this week. A bit of a blackout up on the uh, northern beaches, maybe some sign, some sign that Kieran Foran or, you know, is it related? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. But anyway, uh, he'll hopefully be back with us next week, of course. But let's get straight into it. And as we've been doing over the last few weeks, and we'll probably do in the run to the Supercoach finals, which are only six weeks away uh, after this week. So, you know, we're really getting down to the nitty gritty is keepers to own and also cheapies. We'll start with the keepers. Um, Pete, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, the Roosters' fullback, one of the top sort of um, predicted fullbacks, is Roger Tuavasa Shek. He plays two positions. Um, he probably he was cheaper a little a few weeks ago when we first talked about him. But if if there's a way to manoeuvre him now, I know he won't play round 17. Um, but is he now really your shining lights fullback, or is there still other options in play? Well, there's a few of the experts in the game um, spent across the media actually actually um, discussing the uh, believing that he is actually one of the best players in the game at the moment on current form, and, and it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah. So if you can, if you've got him, keep him, and if you if you can get him in there, better. Um, yeah, absolutely, go for it. He's he's in phenomenal form, playing at the back of a good Roosters team. And more importantly, that team is going to be winning uh, for the rest of the year. He's got some good players around him, so he'll he'll be feeding off that as well. Yeah, and I and I guess Ryan, you know, there's other names out there. You sort of Greg Inglis is James Tedesco, um, but uh, Tavasa Shek, it seems like he's kind of separated himself. Um, yeah, definitely. Look, um, especially he he has that. Um, well, we saw him last week. Uh, have a great game, um, and it looks like he's really um, kind of revving up for this last section of the season. Um, the closest guy to him, um, like super coach wise, if you're just talking purely um, starting at fullback sort of thing, it would probably be um, Josh Dugan. Yeah. Um, and he is a, a fair distance away from him um, in terms of points scored. And the thing with Josh Dugan, of course, is predictor-wise. Yeah, yes, he, you know, like we've got obviously round 17, the Saints playing, but he's, he's going to play Origin anyway, so you don't get that advantage to us. Check. Yeah, okay, he's out for round 17, but you're no worse off there. And just predictor-wise, Dugan sort of not quite at that, at that level that... Um, Two of us, Shek is, you know, there's, there's, I think he's rated number 35 overall. If you just to look blank, blanket round 16 to the to the end rounds 26, whereas Tavasa Shek is at number 10. So a big big difference there between sort of those those um, 
those two fullbacks. Um, another name that is interesting to look at, uh, Ryan, I'll stay with you, is the Raiders centre Jared Croker. Um, predicted to do you know very well um, for the remainder of the year with a team that, that could make a run. They're playing pretty good footy without getting getting the Ws, but they are playing pretty good footy. They could make a run at the top eight. Yep, um, I 100% agree with that one. Uh, yeah, adding to Croker's uh, um, appeal, I guess, would be that he uh, also kicks goals. And if the Raiders are doing well and are scoring points, and obviously he's getting more shots at goal, um, and he's been pretty accurate this year, I think he's sitting in around the 78 to 80% mark. Um, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty certain that was what he was at. So, yeah, I think he's a definite. Is it something, um, Pete, goal-kicking now, is it something where most of your stars are bringing in the back line at least, and and maybe in the case of Cameron Smith and Corey Parker, even in the forwards? Is goal-kicking just critical for your super coach players? Do they need to all pretty much all be goal-kickers? I don't know that they all need to be goal-kickers, but certainly someone like Sean Johnson is an absolute uh, bonus of a player at halfback, um, scoring tries and kicking goals. Uh, it is good to have your, your goal kickers in there. Uh, so, um, uh, Widop is another one at 5'8", who's, who's become a much better goal kicker this year. I think he's been averaging over the 70% mark. But, yeah, certainly, and, and of course, the old faithful Corey Parker is, is another good example of that in the forwards, as you mentioned. Okay, Pete, we'll stay with you for uh, St George is obviously your team. Um, one of the top predicted 5'8s is Gareth Widdop, or the top predicted 5'8 is Gareth Widdop. Um, maybe, you know, we talked about goal kicking, he kicks goals too. Um, maybe not your, your, the one we thought at the start of the year, but, you know, the form doesn't lie. Absolutely. No, it's... Um, I. You wouldn't have thought at the beginning of the year, really, uh, well, I guess a lot of people didn't think the Dragons were going to do anything at all, whether it be Supercoach or the NRL table or any, any way, shape or form, really. Yeah. And, um, no, he's been a very good... Very good pickup. Uh, he's been extremely consistent. Um, touch wood, he's also been very um, injury-free, hasn't missed a game. And um, as I said, his goal-kicking has improved a lot this year. I said, once again, I haven't got the percentage figure in front of me. But, yeah, no, he's, you know, you'd be, you'd be mad to let him go. I think he'll, he'll, be, he'll be there, and, and the Dragons should win their, their fair share of games uh, for the rest of the year. Predicted to get in the 60s in the next couple of weeks. A big factor, of course, is playing in round 17. We talked about Blake Austin uh, over the last sort of last week, Ryan, um, who's got a lot more up and down in him. But Widdop um, kicking the goals, playing round 17, it could even be a point of difference. Plays both five eight and halfback. Yeah, I definitely think he's a very good option uh, for that particular reason. The point of difference um, is not a lot of people would. Um, have him as opposed to like he's not a particularly noted super coach scorer per se but he's been very very consistent this year so far oh, yeah he's had a couple and, of 90s and a, you know a couple of 80s and a couple of 70s exactly right and if he's predicted at 60s to go to go through for the next few games um that they, they could well turn into something um a lot larger the only game where he's predicted to go below 50 on our sort of specialised Supercoach Pros uh, predictor is, is around 22, 48 points. So still a decent floor there. Um, you know, and we've seen him, as we said, go go higher and kicking goals. Finally, and we're going to talk about James Seguiaro's injury a bit later in the show, but um, Ryan, staying with you, with um, I guess if you're going to go gun, gun on a hooker, 
you know, we've already talked about Cameron Smith. I think it's more a strategy of which week do you bring him in. He's, he is predicted to go down this week, Cameron Smith, I should say. Um, but we can talk about Smith just in a moment. The guy that could be the best player to back him up with Seguiara's injury is actually the Brisbane hooker, Andrew McCulloch. Yeah, um, look, definitely. Look, he's, he's second um, in terms of uh, the position of hooker in Supercoach in the to- total points scored. Yeah. Um, he is a fair way behind Cameron Smith, as, as you'd mentioned before, that Cameron Smith was um, far and away the best Supercoach uh, number nine. But yeah, there is nothing wrong with uh, with uh, picking McCulloch there. He definitely has a lot of upside, and over the past few weeks, he's he's uh, over his past five games. Sorry, um, his average is sixty four point six compared to his overall average of sixty one. So it looks like he's on the improve as well. Yeah. So that could well be um, a, a factor for him. Yeah, definitely to, to pick him. Definitely the sort of the power ranking, uh, we like to call it here, Supercoach Pro's power ranking, you know, helps him with those predictor models um, moving forward. Pete, um, is it just playing under Wayne Bennett? Is that what the change? I mean, he's always been very consistent, that 50-point floor you can guarantee. But this but this year, you know, he's kicking 40-20s, he's involved with the football in hand. Is it is it Wayne Bennett's influence? You'd have to think so, wouldn't you? Like, this um, team has been turned around. I, I thought Anthony Griffin was a pretty decent coach up at the Broncos. And, yeah. and that, uh, yeah, I thought he was a bit unlucky to get the punt at the end of last year. But Bennett has just come in there and, and turned this joint around and, and got it up to sitting equal first on, on the ladder with uh, with the Cowboys. And, yeah, McCulloch has been absolutely instrumental, along with, of course, with young halfback Ben Hunt. Uh, but, yeah, as you said, McCulloch, I remember a brilliant 40-20 kick against the Dragons down at Cogra where it was just, you know, under pressure, out of dummy half. You, you don't do any better than that. And and really led the way for, for the Broncos last Sunday in one of um, a few good plays for the Broncos last week. But, yeah, he's, he is Mr. Consistency. And once again, as tough as they come, very, uh, once again, injury-free, which is what you're looking for as well. Yeah, he only missed a couple of games there last week. With, and we've got our first eye of Jake Granville, you know, another hooker that uh, you might have had from earlier in the year that's certainly been good for most Supercoach owners. But uh, the rest of the year playing strong. And, and um, yeah, you'd like to think the way Brisbane are playing, heading towards finals. And, you know, he racked up over 50 tackles last week. You know, and that, that alone is going to get you good numbers. Um, Cameron Smith, I just mentioned earlier, we've already said, you know, it's a bit of a no-brainer make him keeper, but what week to bring him in? He's actually predicted to get near the 90, you know, on 90 in the, um, heading into this game because it is such a good matchup for the Storm this week, for hookers. Um, but he's got a high break even. So you just got to weigh up, do you really need him this week? He won't play next week, of course. We don't know if he'll be rested for round 18 or not um, yet because we are seeing certain Origin players get rested here and there. If you definitely need to bring someone in this week, maybe Cameron Smith is a good play and you can just absorb, you know, maybe losing a little bit of cash because he'll get it back over the course of the next few few weeks. I mean, he, he, you know, his average is so high that he's definitely the guy with other injuries to, to bring in. But this week, that's your risk-reward. Do you get him at that slightly higher price, but you've got a really good match-up this week that you would take full advantage or do you take the pun and say, well, wait one more week or two more weeks, as the case would be, because uh, of origin, and then uh, bringing him slightly lower cost, but, of course, you don't get the advantage of his big score predicted this week. Um, now, with every 
keeper that you bring in at these high costs, you're going to have to offload some of your decent players, the guys that have been performing for you in those mid-range costs, uh, to be able to afford them and bring in cheapies. Guys that are just going to sit on your bench for the remainder of the season, most likely, um, but they'd cost you the cheapest amount, 113000 So each week we look at some cheapies that could be considered that might give you a little bit of an X factor. And the most obvious one this week, Ryan, is Sean Lane because he's been named in the starting lineup with Josh Jackson's injury and he's put up scores in the 30s both weeks. And um, even adding to that the fact that, you know, the dogs are down a back uh, a second rower because Tony Williams out for the year. So there's potential there at 113000 this week getting him in but towards the end of the year even from this week he could he could actually start for some teams well that's right it's the thing is um because um because there is that you know that uh i guess you'd call it uh imbalance in thinking that perhaps oh well you know he's he's going to cost you um the cheapest possible amount but he's probably not going to play it blah 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 the thing is with the injuries he may well end up all of a sudden, playing, grabbing, grabbing that third, you know, that <laughs> mystical third game, and um, and that's end up what, that's what he's going to give you some week. cash. And he's been named the starting line. I mean, he's come from nowhere really. He wore twenty three, I think, last week, and hasn't liked what he did in round fourteen so much that you know he's basically said, "Yeah, I'm going to play you ahead of some of these other guys that have been been playing since the start of the year, um, coming in and out of the side." And then this week, with Jackson's suspension, he's been moved straight into the back row to start. Um, Pete, you know, looking at Des Hasler, topic coach he is, Sean Lane, Lane, you know, he's probably plays more minutes too. You'll play over 40 minutes with some of these Bulldogs forwards off the bench, like real impact 15-minute type players. So right. with Williams now no longer there for the year, Jackson out for a week, he's still got to get through another origin game. Is Lane going to be someone that Hazel's going to now rely on and say, yeah, I need a 40 to 50-minute player from here on in? Is he, is he the, the, maybe the last of the cheapies that you that's, is a must-have? He's certainly a very good one. Like this guy made his debut against the Titans a couple of weeks ago in a, a, an origin-affected uh, Bulldogs team. And he, he played very, very well. He came off the bench that day. And I think um, that he may well be in the Bulldogs team long term. He's an absolute yeah. giant of a fella. Reminds yeah. me a little bit of David Clemmer, actually. <laughs> um, similar sort of style to me. And I think that Hasler will be playing him in there um, quite consistently. Like, obviously, Jackson will get his spot back when he comes back from from a combination of, um, of uh, suspension and, and origin. But um, Sean Lane will be in the 17 for sure. And I, and I think he's, he's very good value, very good value cheap, perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what we're looking at at these 113,000s. We really don't want to go too far above that. Maybe at 122, you're, you're thinking, yeah, I can extend to that. But it's all about every dollar now counts as you try to bring in as many keepy, keepers as you can at, heading in towards this back end of the year. Because another couple of weeks and Origin will be done. All the focus will be on you know the NRL heading to the finals and your Super Gage team. Because after the buys are finished, you've got round 19, round 20, Round 21, round 22. It's four weeks, and then it's Supercoach final, Supercoach playoffs. So, you know, now is definitely the time to start making the plans for your run home and hopefully getting those big names in. And maybe he's tucking away a couple of trades for injuries, but definitely your, your side's, you know, totally matching up with the guys that aren't playing, not costing you anything, 
um, or costing you as little as possible. So the guys that are, are you really maxing out? Uh, another 113,000, I know you've mentioned him on the show before, Pete, is Heath Lestrange. But Mitch Rain's out this week. So if you are thinking about Lestrange to bring in, you know, and, and you're deciding, oh, all the problems with hookers, I'm just going to have Cameron Smith as my main guy and 113,000 as my reserve. Lestrange could be the man. He's going to get big minutes this week, you would think, even though we don't know for sure because Rain was named in the lineup and then subsequently got took the guilty plea. But we assume he'll go in and play, you know, 40, 50 minutes minimum. And then in round 17, he might go back to his 20 minutes, but his cover for Smith being not in your, your super coach side because of origin, because the Saints play, of course, in, in round 17. No, he's a, a very, very good option. No, he, the way McGregor has been playing him this year is that uh, Mitch Rain's been getting around about the... He always starts and gets the majority of the game time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lestrange gets a, around the 30-minute mark. So it will be interesting to see what happens this week. But you, as you say, you would expect Lestrange to get about 50, 60 minutes. I would suggest that um, that Mar- Jake Marquito might get about 20, 25 minutes um, as the reserve. He also plays a bit of dummy half. Right. But um, yeah, another 113,000. So you could... If you'd... You know, looking for for someone in in that role, in the second row. Absolutely, absolutely. No, he plays not. two. He plays well. He plays only plays second row, but still, that could be another option for you if if hooker isn't isn't viable. Absolutely right. Um, now, as I said, with uh, Lestrange has been in good form too, so it would be he. It's sort of hard to get too many points, of course, when you when you're playing off the playing off the bench like. 25 minutes, 30 minutes, but yeah, this week it'll be interesting to see how he goes, and I think he'd be a great pick-up at 113,000 odd. And considering his minutes earlier in the year, getting a couple of scores you know, the 20s, even the high 20s, he's really dropped back, and that's why he's back at that base 113,000, but he hasn't been getting the minutes, has he, Pete, the last few weeks, because Rain has been playing that well and that, and then his supercoach scores really dropped off, but again, if your main concern is, I just need to bring in someone with 113,000 that's your number one priority at this stage of, of Supercoach. And your second priority is, oh, maybe he'll help me this week. Or maybe he'll help me in round 17 when I've got a lot of buys. Then Lestrange fits, and even Marketo fit both those categories. But we don't expect either of them to be go-to guys later in, in um, Supercoach when, when, you know, a finished buy period. Of course, unless in, in St George's case, Rain went down with a you know, season-ending in, injury or something. Indeed, and we wouldn't want that to happen. <laughs> uh, but no, no, once again, as I said, I think uh, Lestrange is a great option for that for that money and, and exactly for the purpose that you say. Not necessarily your, your number one choice hooker. If you said you've got Cameron Smith or, or someone like that up the top, then you, you've got him there sitting there waiting in the wings. For, all right, for, all right. We, need, we need to move on to our other topics for the show, but Ryan, one more cheapy name. Melbourne have, um, sorry, the Cowboys have named Patrick. Fusi on their bench, another 113,000 player. Um, I guess, you know, our usual sort of strategy of, oh, wait one or two games before we pick up these cheapies, it's, it's, out, it's out the window, really, at this point. You're just trying to find warm bodies, in a sense, to, to fill those 113,000 roles to get your money to sort of, you know, get you cashed up for these keepers. You know, he round 17, the Cowboys... Um, play and Scott and Tamau will be out so you'd think if he's named on the bench this week he'll definitely play next week yeah, too. He's almost a given really to be honest if you want to chuck him in there um, getting getting rid of uh, you know more expensive Deadwood um, so to speak 
um, giving you a chance to pick up um, a, another high-class high, high class yeah. player um, in the weeks to come. Yeah. Uh, that's provided that um, Kafusi doesn't all of a sudden have a, uh, have a crazy last eight, eight rounds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's win-win, isn't it? Again, that if something happened to one of the Cowboys sort of forwards, we already saw that freak injury to Scott Bolton earlier in the year that wasn't even related to on the field. Um, God. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Just on Scott Bolton, um, he's coming back through um, the lower grades at the moment. Well, there you go. So, you know, we're tempering our expectations for Kafusi. We're not saying he's going to go out and do too much. But, look, you, you'll get something out of him, even if it's just for next week. And um, and then he sits on, on the bench for the rest of your season, not costing you any money. So that, that's the type of thing we're looking at. And if that's the position where you you've, you were willing to sort of filter out some of your, your roster, those middle-of-the-road players that have been doing well for you but aren't the top of the range, well... Yeah, you know, Kafusi is a bit of a no-brainer to, to just bring right in there this week and just hope he, he helps you twice. It is the Supercoach uh, Professionals Roundtable podcast, of course. Um, you can find all our podcasts for both this show and the review show on iTunes. Simply type in Supercoach Pros or even NRL Supercoach. You'll find it there. Subscribe. And it will just go straight into your iTunes every time we do a podcast on the uh, Friday morning and Monday mornings um, As far, in regard to the review show, of course, done on a Sunday night. The website is www.supercoachpros.com. Uh, if you don't have iTunes or if you prefer to download the podcast that way, that's how you can get us each and every week. And uh, you can also get a whole host of other information on there, including our match recaps and uh, round round previews, Supercoach previews. Ryan has already got his ones to watch up there for this week. Um, Pete's got Pete's profits. And, of course, I do it the upgrades, downgrades. So a whole host of information there for you to help you um, stay on top, basically. Um, and we expect the type of stuff we talk about. We expect we're listening. You know, the people that are tuning in, a lot of um, people that are already sort of doing well super coach-wise. Not that we... we uh, you know, exclusive of anyone. We, we take all listeners, but, um, you know, that, that's, that's doing well, really interested in, in Supercoach and, and just trying to get that little bit of an extra edge. And that's what we can provide there on the website. And, of course, on Twitter, at Supercoach Pros. If you're not already on us, we, 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 we um, recommend that you follow us on Twitter, at Supercoach Pros, P-R-O-S, because... Uh, with Twitter, we actually tweet out before every game, and that's the late mail. That's the late changes. So when the teams are finalised, you'll get that information. We'll also throw in some of the information from our previews there for guys that we like matchups with, etc., etc. Jack Bird was one we keyed in on, not only on the previews on our website, but we even tweeted out. Um, if you read our previews from last year, uh, last week, sorry, you would have read that um, Jack Bird was predicted to outscore Paul Gallon. Now Gallon didn't even play. So it's a bit of a moot point, but the fact is we know how high Gallon can go. Well, Jack Bird did uh, exactly that. I mean, he got, you know, in the century mark, in fact, his final figure was 134. So, you know, this is what our predictor model does achieve. We look at the highs and lows. We look at how high a player is likely to deviate from his, his um, sort of average score, and we look at matchups, and we combine all that information together, and that's how we can get these sort of bigger bigger information probably than than you're going to get in a lot of other places in regards to matchup. So it doesn't work every time if you've got a great player like Sean Johnson even a tough matchup the Titans have been poor uh, been strong sorry at, at, at um, giving up points to halfbacks but Johnson bucks a trend but we always say you play your studs 
on the flip side, a guy like Jack Bird, who's always good for you, if you had decided to flip, flip, flick him the captaincy this week, well, you've got to be a pretty happy person. And that's that sort of information that you get on the website and on Twitter and, of course, on this podcast there at www.supercoachpros.com and at supercoachpros there, the Twitter handle. So we've got to keep moving along. And what we like to do coming into around this stage of the year is look at teams and starting to drift away. We've seen really good supercoach players in the past like Robbie Farrar, Sean Fenson, Trent Merrin dip off towards the end of the year because their teams are no longer viable in the finals. Some of them will have niggling injuries that suddenly become season-ending injuries, whereas maybe if their team was running 7th, 8th or ninth, they'd play on with, they'd keep up with good supercoach scores. So it's very important at this time of the year we look at the ladder and we look at those teams likely to drop out first. And Ryan, I'll start with you. I mean, we've probably all got a couple of names there that we think, but sort of give us a couple of the teams um, that you think sort of already basically on the adder, another loss or two, and, and their seasons uh, are starting to look or look anyway at 2016. Um, yeah, look, I'm just going to go with the obvious of Newcastle and Parramatta. Yeah, 14th um, at the moment. 15th. Yeah, they're, they're not looking good and there's no real prospects for them. I mean, having said that, they'll probably end up winning this week. Um, <laughs> but, what? I, yeah, look, I don't think there's any value in any of the players. It's very that, hard, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you've got Dane Gagai, who's who now with different things happening at Newcastle. This was a guy who was a good supercoach option. Um, we liked the fact that he was going to play in round 11, you know, looking back earlier in the year. And now you've got a situation where at fullback he was doing well supercoach-wise. He's been forced to move into the centres again because of Lalia leaving the, the, the club under sort of acrimonious circumstances. Um, you know, there's a lot going on there. And even your top players, Snowden's out suspended this week. You know, your, your best Newcastle players, they're going to start to become less and less reliable. Yeah, I look 100%. Um same with Parramatta and basically any club that ends up on a bit of a losing streak, especially towards the end of the year. Um, the, the players, I'm not going to say they give up, but they certainly tr- uh, don't seem to put the same amount of effort in. They might, um, they might not find they that extra gear that, that some yeah. teams and some players can find when it's all on the line. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Uh, Pete, there's a big game this Sunday, the Tigers and the Panthers. We'll look at all the games shortly, but um, you know the loser of that game's got to be starting to really look over their their shoulder as well. Absolutely. It's been a, a weird old season for the two of them. The, the Panthers have been decimated by injuries. I I predicted them to, to play in the grand final this year, and um, oh, they've had more pass complications than, you know, than that's just been crazy for them. And, yeah, some of their players there, like, you know, it's it's been hard for a bloke. Like Jamie Soud, for example, has been out injured. And, you know, you'd expect him to get decent points. But, yeah, with the injuries and so on, and as you said, if they string a few more losses together, a shoulder injury that might might have been allowed to play the next six or eight weeks might rule him out for the season and then you, you're gone. And that could also happen with West Tigers players too. Like, um, I don't want to put the mock on your boys, but... Someone like James Tedesco, even who's been great for them this year, it'd be stupid for a young man like him if he got some sort of injury to play on for six weeks when the season's going nowhere. He's better off getting it done and, and getting out of there. It's a great point you make. Tedesco hasn't finished, of course, the last couple of seasons. And um, 
when you're looking at a team that's starting to drift out of finals contention, and Tedesco's ranked in our top 30 mm. going into the final, you know, um, 10 or 11 games. Um, so from a, from a predictor standpoint and from the predictor model, we like Tedesco if you're thinking of bringing him in. But obviously when we stand here and analyse it and look at it beyond the numbers, we know that the Tigers are a team who... It's probably a question of if and not when they fall out of contention for the finals. Yes, they might win this week and keep them alive for a couple more weeks, but eventually it's going to come that game where they're just going to fall so far behind. Because if you're not at 50-50, and they're five wins and nine losses, if you if you can't balance that ledger at least close to 50%, you're... You're really a, a, you're not going to make the finals. Most most years you have to be your win loss record has to at least be even, if not more wins and losses. So if you're four games behind, so to speak, that fifty percent, somewhere you've got to go on a run of, of, of a four game winning streak. And the Tigers don't look like the type of team that can do that, um, even though they can play well any given week. So Tedesco is a guy that yes, he could he could still do well for you, but if you haven't got him. You're probably thinking, oh, do I need to bring him in right now? Sure, he'll play round 17 when other fullbacks won't. But besides that, well, how much are you really gaining from a guy like Tedesco? And the same can be said with James Seguiara, which can bring us to our next point, which is to do with the um, injuries. Now, Seguiara is even big, bigger predictor. He's predicted to be you know, um, 17th overall. So when we look at Seguiara, and, and the grade 2 um, MCL tear he's got in the knee, now... We're hearing anything up to six weeks, yet if you actually look, uh, analyse the injury, with a hinge, protective hinge brace, you could probably come back within three to four, and that's the, the grade two tear. So, look, the way we've seen injuries go this year, Ryan, I mean, surely you would say that we'd have to say he, he could be back in three weeks. I mean, we're just seeing this happen over and over with the type of treatment that, that, that they have these well, days. Yeah, look, he could be, and I, I guess as we were just in an allude, and it um, goes straight back to the point we were just making about um, teams if they're out of contention, um, not not willing to you know rush guys That's back right. or risk them. Um, so that could be that kind of factor. Yeah, he could play in three weeks if the Panthers are done and they um, you know for example lose three in a row before he yeah. comes back. They're probably not going to risk him. Yeah, it's a very good point, and that's the thing. The pan- this week, if you've got Seguiaro and you don't have to offload him this week, you might say, all right, I'll keep him one more week. Um, let's see if he can, if the Panthers can win, if they can stay in contention. Because his predictor models, he's pretty consistent, he's, except for round 19, he's predicted to get 60-plus. So there's a lot to like with Seguiaro, but you're right, if he can't get on the... If, if there's no point in going on the field, if the Panthers are mathematically gone, um, then, you know, start looking at other options. Um, there's a couple of tweets around um, Seguiaro and his replacement, Apisai Coruscant. So we may as well get into that now. We'll start with that uh, at Stephen underscore Risto, Risto Stephen Ristivsky. He's uh, tweeted us, help, got Seggy and Pete's. He's got 15 trades left, um, but he hasn't used any yet this week. So he's asking for our help there. Ryan, you're already suggesting Seggyara. Is he even going to come back, even if he makes a quick recovery? How are the Panthers doing? 
uh, Pete, how do, you know, let's, let's, let's tackle the first part of the question first. You know, is Seguiaro a guy to hold on to, or do you already start saying, you know, we've got to move on? Well, the Panthers, they're still in contention at the moment. We don't know, as you, yeah. as you very clearly pointed out, we, we don't know how long this he's going to be out for with the injury. I would be very, and he's a quality player, he's been, as you said, very consistent. I would be very tempted to hang on to him. Uh, the, the Parramatta alternative, I'd be a good player as he is, uh, but in Parramatta, nah, I'd be getting rid of him. I'd be keeping Seguiaro. Yeah, and that's the thing, I guess, um, Ryan, you know, we just talked about how Penrith might be out of contention. Parramatta, we're all in consensus. I mean, they're, they've got all these problems happening off the field. Nathan Peets is injured. He, you know, he's gone. So, I, as far as I know, he's out for the year. I mean, he's got the ACL. But, yeah. you know, they don't know. The last we've heard, it's not as serious as first thought. So maybe we're looking another few rounds. Um but by then, Parramatta could they might they might just say to him, "Look, mate, it's not worth it." Yep, look, exactly right. It could be, and then you then you're stuck basically if you hang on to him um, for the hope that he's coming back, and he ends up just saying, "No, nah, you know, uh, yeah." Look, especially uh, it's a tough choice. Um, you probably got to say no, and. Look for look for others. Well, he's three twenty nine thousand. Because that's a lot of a lot of cash. It's a lot bench of cash at this stage yeah. of the year. And when we've been talking about Cameron Smith at you know three hundred eighty five thousand, okay, it doesn't help you in round seventeen, but it helps you this round, and it's going to help you for the rest of the year. Now, if you're that close to the bone, Stephen, in in, in terms of your salary cap. And you can't afford that straight swap, and you need to, you know, do some magic. Even though it's only a sixty, sixty-five thousand difference, we've given you cheapies at the start of the show. Sean Lane is the most obvious, so you should be able to make that work. I just think, you know, regardless of what's going to happen in round seventeen for your team, I think if you you want Cameron Smith there, and if Seguiaro, if you hold on to him for a couple of weeks, Penrith get a win or two. Suddenly he's back in three weeks. You've got Smith and Seguiaro and you're laughing. And worst case, then you look at, oh, a cheapy hooky, a, che- che- a cheapy <laughs> hooker. <laughs> or you're looking at um, a guy like Andrew McCulloch to bring in at a, at a similar cost to Seguiaro, you know, Michael Leacher. That's sort of where, where you're going with that second hook, hooker. Maybe even Blake Austin. Austin's probably going to drop back a little bit. He's got some tougher matchups. So he could be an interesting one maybe in a couple more weeks. He does play hooker as well as 5'8", of course. So that that's what I, I'm probably thinking. Seguiaro and Pete, so I think we're all in agreement with this one, that probably Seguiaro is the guy you'd rather hold on to out of the two of them. Absolutely. And um, Smith is, I think, the obvious one to, to, to bring in, uh, even though round 17 he's not going to help you. The other tweet is from Andrew Davies who's written, this is at Andrew Davis, 86. At Supercoach Pros, thinking of trading Vaughan to Frizzell this week and Luke to Coruscant. Now, I just want to read you some stats before we go um, into detail with this. When Seguiaro's out, Apisai Coruscant in round four scored 65. In round eight, scored 80. And in round nine, scored 65. And when Seguiaro left early in the game last week, 
Coruscant ended up with 57. They're, these are good numbers. So you can see point per minute wise, when he gets the opportunity, uh, he's going to do well. Now the big key, of course, with that sort of trade, Ryan, is of course, how many trades do you have left? Do you have enough to say, I'll bring in Coruscant and take advantage of him over the next few weeks, but I know eventually I've got to move him on because I only want guns or cheapies? Yeah, <laughs> that is the question. Um, look, if you have, look, honestly, if you think you have the trades left and you're going to have to have a few up your sleeve to, at this stage of the year, to be honest, if you want to keep on, because this, this stage of the year, you're pretty much trading every week, um, trying to find that, you know, that's something extra. Yeah, you're um, looking long term, you're not just looking one week wonders. Exactly. Um, so it's. Oh, jeez. I mean, we just talked about Seguero mightn't come back. That's what I mean. It's, so maybe Coruscant becomes a every week play. Yeah, look, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, but... It's a risk. It's, it's still still a bit risky. It's a risk. And that's the thing, Andrew, that you're probably looking at at this point, where you stand in your, in your league, is say, well, do I want to take a chance here? Do I need something that's going to, you know put me over the top or am I the one situated on top and do I need now to be just playing you know the safer players and letting everyone else try to catch up to me that's where only you know where you are on on your ladder because Coruscant if you don't have the trades you're going to be stuck with a guy on your bench who's costing you money but he's probably not starting when it comes to your playoffs, unless Seguiaro gets ruled out. And we think it could happen. So the risk could turn out to be a reward. And Coruscant started in the halves before, so there's a chance he'll start right. in the halves. But we see his upside is when he plays hooker, super coach wise His top scores are when Seguiaro didn't play this year. His three top scores. So we that that's what we're really focusing on. And, um, you know... Look, it could work. It could work in your favour. But, um, Pete, you know, what do you think of, of, of that part of it, the Luke to Coruscant? Well, I think that, um, yeah, I was just about to say what you what you said about uh, Coruscant's versatility. He's not only plays hooker, but he also plays halves. Yeah. So, you know, I, but once again, he's in an underperforming Penrith team. But. I think you, you're great there with, with the analysis side of things where you're saying about um, the amount of points that he gets when Seguiaro's not there. So I think he's, he's not quite a no-brainer, but he's getting towards it. Oh, he's, yeah, he's 237,000, I should have, should have mentioned too, and his point, points per game 50, over 55. Yeah, that's right. And he scored 57 last, he scored 57 last round. If you're not going to go with Luke... I mean, if you're not going to go with Coruscant, you, Luke's probably still a guy you're looking to trade out. I don't really see a lot of upside left with Luke. Um, so you're probably either saying, I'll, I'll get 113,000 as my backup hooker, or I'll try to work it. So basically I've got Smith and McCulloch, or Smith and um, maybe Blake Austin. I'd well, you don't know how long Isaac Luke's out for either. He's, he's certainly, with, with McGuinness there and with everything happening, you know, with him, him not mm. going to be there next year I, and, and what he's shown us so far, I just don't think Luke has the upside. I, I, I don't know. When it comes again to those playoff games, he might hit his straps and so we could be proved wrong. But we haven't seen it so far this year. And so when, you, when you're sort of making these last 
probably the last few trades that you're really working your lineup in such a way. Which of my good players now am I keeping to the end, and which am I going to? Ma- which guys am I getting rid of to maximise my prices? And Luke, yeah, Luke's a tough one. I mean, he could be back next week when and it's round 17, so you're sort of happy. But Penrith playing round 17, so Coruscant. You know, you don't lose anything from that standpoint either. So that, so it, it's not the easiest one, but um, again, it's going to just depend where you're situated there. I think, Andrew, uh, in regards to your team, the other part that you've asked for is Paul Vaughan to Tyson Frizzell. This one's a little bit easier, I think. Um, Tyson Frizzell plays the two positions, of course. Um, he's predicted to be sort of in. You know, he's predicted to do well. I guess the only danger, um, Pete, you, you, you know, is he any chance? I guess Jackson's been cleared for Origin now, so I guess that the opportunity of him going to play Origin is pretty much out the window, uh, which means he plays around 17. And heading home, I mean, he's got a great floor. He, he just continues to put up good numbers week in, week out. It, I think Frizzell is someone that, you know, especially if you're going to make a second row or two bench um, on your bench as starters, I think, he definitely fits in that column. Well, don't forget also that he was the 18th man for Origin 2 before he he sustained some sort of back injury and they sent him home. So even if he's not selected in 17, if he goes down there as the 18th man, he's he's got to be there ready to go um, on the Wednesday night. So I'd assume that it, it, like he wouldn't be released for club football either. Um, yeah, I but, think he'll be re- he'll be released for club football. I think we find those eighteenth men do play for their club. I don't think we have to fear about round seventeen. I personally, right? I wasn't. Yeah, wasn't a hundred percent on that. I must admit. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, yeah. Once again, one of these guys who's a bit like Widdop we discussed earlier in the year. Um, one of the dragons you wouldn't have given really a lot of money for. I can say that quite honestly. I thought, oh, what are we keeping him for? And he's he's. <laughs> Been absolutely fantastic, um, very consistent. He was out suspended for a couple of weeks there with the with the hit on Tim Brown against the Bulldogs. But um, apart from that, he's been yeah excellent. So yeah, once again, just about a no-brainer. If you've got if you can afford him, get him in there. I, I think he'd be a, a great pickup. Yeah, he's in our top twenty, Ryan, for the end of the year. And you're looking at sort of second rows and front rows in front of him. Uh, obviously, Paul Gallon, but we know that. You know, the predictor can't take into account injuries, whereas we can, and we can say that Gallon is still a 50-50. Don't pick him up yet. Corey Parker and Andrew Fafita. I know you guys were anti-Fafita last week. I think another good score means maybe an Andrew and I have won at least round one on that one. We can say that they're still considered higher than um, Frizzell. Um, but besides those two guys and Simon Mannering, the very ever-consistent Captain Mannering there from the Warriors, that Tyson Frizzell comes in number four. So, you know, you want these guns in your lineup. I mean, Paul Vaughan is a, a solid player for the Raiders. A guy we actually thought could go better this year. But yeah. Frizzell, Frizzell's a bit of a no-brainer. I mean, it, it would take some sort of injury or some sort of reversal in St George's form, I think, to see anything other than what you get out of him. I mean, his lowest score year is 44, right? Yeah, he's, he's um, absolutely blitzing it this year, to be honest. Um, and he is going better than, um, than Vaughan. Um, by by a good way. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much discussion here. I think I think that is that <laughs> is it. a trade you make. <laughs> do it, Andrew, and do it do it quickly. All right, guys, we've um, we have gone, and as I expected, this this week we had a lot to get through. So um, some of those late changes uh, you're with the um, 
round 16. Uh, we mentioned, of course, Mitch Rain out. Also, um, uh, Dale Copley returns for Brisbane because Jack Reed is out there. So Jordan Carr, who are moving to the centres. Um, we're hearing Cooper Cronk might end up playing. These are things that you'll have to follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros. If you're not already doing that, do that now. We'll help you with the late mail on those games. But there's just a few that we're hearing from today that um, could eventuate over the course of the weekend. But um, we're all wrapped up for tonight's show. Ryan, we will do the review show on Sunday, of course. I'll talk to you then. No worries, mate. Thanks for tonight. And Pete, thank you very much. And uh, good luck to your Dragons on the weekend. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Good luck to, to you guys, uh, the Tigers as well. Big and uh, game, yeah, yeah. That, that proper starting will be up very shortly, so um, you can have a look at that and hope to make some money on the. On yeah. the by on the, the time on you're the listening game. to this podcast, it's probably already online there. www.supercoachpros.com, and of course we are uh, online each and every every week with the with this podcast, the Roundtable Podcast, and of course the review show on Sundays, which you can subscribe there on iTunes or simply go to the website. And uh, we'll talk to you on the weekend. Bye now.